3: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is a CBC Podcast.
3: Welcome to Sick Boy,
1: a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Justin. He has hemochromatosis. Let's talk about it. I'm going to start this conversation with one thing that I know. There was like a few weeks back, and we were chit-chatting about uh, something to do with, uh, with uh, our, our Feel Good Friday segment, What the Health?, uh-huh. And uh, I don't remember exactly what territory we were kind of we were kind of strolling down, but it had to do with blood. Farts. I think it, it yeah, yeah, oh. probably farts, <laughs> uh, farts and dicks and boners. Uh, um, but uh, no, I think it actually had to do with blood. It might have been the milk blood episode. Um, yeah, and so we were talking about we were talking about how this guy had like like milky blood, and the only way that they could fix this guy's milky b- blood problem. Um, Louise, don't even don't even dare send us a fucking email about how <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the condition was. <laughs> but in the in the the case study, they had mentioned how bloodletting was a was a um a form of treatment that they used to help this poor fellow who had so much fat in his blood. Um, and I remember reading that, going bloodletting, my god. Isn't that isn't that something that we used to we used take to, away their medical
3: license? Yeah, what a medieval yeah. practice! Yeah, I was like, yeah, for sure.
1: I was like, man, isn't it? Isn't that like from the like kind of the back in the days when when doctors would go, hmm, you have an infection in your hand. Well, we'll cut the arm off. You know, like I was thinking, like there was some yeah. old school shit that like when, we haven't seen in forever. When doctors doubled
0: as like the guys who cut the rope on a catapult. To shoot a projectile any, it, at an enemy
3: castle.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, uh, what? Like, exactly uh, what I was, I was thinking the exact same
3: thing. Yeah, yeah, like the 14th right
1: century. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and then we got this email from Justin that was like, yo, hold, hold the, hold the, pump the brakes there, fellas. Uh, yeah, Bloodletting the blood is actually, uh, is actually <clears throat> something that, that is somewhat common practice for some people. Um, for some people who are suffering from uh, uh, certain certain ailments, and we read that email on the show. Fast forward to today, we're fucking sitting here with Justin. Justin, you have hemochromatosis. Did I pronounce that right? That's correct. Nailed it. Uh, Good job, Jeremy. Ha- let's start with this, Justin. What the fuck is hemochromatosis?
2: So uh, I will prefix this with I took a, a crash course from the Canadian Hemochromatosis Society on some of the the background medical stuff, so I'd give you something that's at least <laughs> there. You go. suck on that, Louise.
0: Suck relevant. on that. Yeah, sweet. <laughs>
2: um, so essentially, um, the actual definition is it is a autosomal recessive disorder uh, which causes you to overload on iron.
1: Okay. I have no idea what the hell you just said. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither do I. So, Can you say that word again?
2: A, an, a, a what? It's a autosomnal recessive disorder. Autosomnal
1: recessive disorder. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: So essentially what it is is... Um, it, everybody you know everybody's sort of used to the concept of you get people who are iron deficient and they take iron pills mm. so what this is this is sort of the opposite effect of that it's that our bodies absorb like excessive excessive amounts of iron and the autosomnal recessive disorder is just a genetic speak basically mm. saying you need to have two <laughs> um carrier parents with with carrier genes that then through, you know, science and there's, there's you, you, um, Mm. sometimes they recombine those genes and, and what you wind up with is this recessive disorder and you have this gene mutation. And so everything that you eat, you absorb like two, four, eight, or, or more times the amount of iron out of it than what you're supposed to. Wait, so so is that just like... like
3: um, I mean, like you said, I think it's much more um, like culturally familiar to us. Uh, iron, iron deficiency, and you know what, whatever comes. I feel like the thing that pops into my head that is associated with that is like a lack of energy um, or feeling kind of like feeling low energy. Um, so, so it, is it that you know if I were to eat if I were to eat whatever and it's got an iron content in it, my you know my body is only able to bring in a certain portion of that iron content and, and some, uh, I'm assuming uh, some of it gets broken down and doesn't absorb because of, you know, whatever, just like the same way you got to take, you have to take some supplements with a fat or else you won't, it won't get into your, it won't get into your body. So you're just, your body's like, no, no, we're super pro at iron, Like we get, (laughs) we get (laughs) (laughs)
0: to
2: a fault. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because I uh, thought,
0: I thought you just peed out extra like vitamins or nutrients. If you were taking in too many, like your body doesn't do that.
2: <laughs> which, which is which is accurate, um, except for iron, uh, it would be uh, number two. <laughs> okay. Number one. Um, <laughs> <poo-poo>. and, <laughs> and so normally that's that's what happens. You you will eat whatever you eat in, in food. Uh, there's two types of iron out there. There's what they call heme iron, which is sort of what you're familiar with, with red meats. Uh, and then there's non-heme iron, which is sort of what you get you know, uh, spinach and broccoli and stuff like that. Mm. So the, the heme iron that you get, your body um, it sort of set up a little faster, soaks up a bit more in general. Um, and it's exactly that. Basically what ends up happening is most people only take in a small fraction of what they put in from food and their body uses it. And your body uses it to produce basically red blood cells, hmm. which you need. Mm. Okay. On the other side of it, uh, with hemochromatosis, um, and funny enough, the the symptoms are basically the same, are almost very similar to um, having low iron. So you have like, you know, mood swings, you have um, sort of, you know, low fatigue, like fatigue, loss of energy, um, loss of sex drive, all that sort of stuff. Um, So it's very similar symptoms, um, but the difference is with iron overload is that all that iron just sort of floats around in your body and your body has to do something with it. Hmm. And what it ends up doing is it ends up sucking it up. It circulates around your blood and then your body goes, I don't know what to do with this. And it shoots it off to your liver. And then your liver, your liver starts like storing like actual hunks of iron in it. And Whoa. when that gets damaged, it moves to like your kidneys and your heart. And oh, your crazy!
1: Holy like fuck. it just
2: your joints. Um, it slowly just eats away at your body. You Whoa, literally so
1: like, are Iron Man. You are, are, man. You are <laughs> the fucking Black Sabbath song oh, itself.
0: That's the name of this. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, now. yeah, it's, I am <laughs> Iron Man. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: so sure. uh, that's so crazy. I I remember. I remember, you know, what whenever, probably sometime as an adolescent, uh, learning about the periodic table of elements, and then learning about like iron in food, and and being like, well, that's just a that's just like another thing that's called iron.
1: Like that's that's not iron. That's not iron. 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 You know,
3: that's not the ding 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 the thing that I can knock on that holds up the building that I'm in. It's you know this other thing. And I remember being absolutely floored at some point. I hope relatively soon after that, probably was way after that, when I learned that I was completely dead wrong and that iron. It was just now. I just learned that now. (laughs) (laughs) A a hunks of iron.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that is that is a pretty fucking gnarly thing to hear. Like, I mean, I knew iron is iron, but like to know that to know that the so you said that that specifically that's the Hema the hema iron well it's it's any type of iron there, there's just two types so right. um, after you get
2: diagnosed or if you're diagnosed with with a lack of iron your doctor will sort of tell you so if it's a lack of iron your doctor will be like hey eat some red meat it's it's yeah. this heme iron your body will soak more of it up and it will soak it up easier uh than the non-heme um which i think you not know, this is just bro science but yeah, yeah. i i think so it's just kind. because it's the the plant material, like it, your body's got to try to break it out of that plant material, mm. and it just doesn't as easily.
3: Just wild. a little bit harder to absorb. Yeah. Okay, so so, wild.
0: so I'm I'm imagining like as as you just sort of laid that out that the iron gets like filtered off to your li- liver and starts to collect there, and then it can sort of get dispersed around your body in these in these like chunks. Um, I'm imagining that it starts to wreak havoc on your body to the point where you start noticing. These things and and have to start getting it checked out. For yep. you, how does that happen? Or, or, or was it just that you were going through like uh, an airport metal detector and you went <laughs> on yeah, and you were just, like, oh. you were like oh, dude, you off. got something, something inside the There's moment. something on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, like Taylor, uh, years ago, I was in a car accident, uh, biking, hit by a car, uh, and I have a metal plate in my leg. So, oh, shit. Pre nine eleven, I used to set off airport metal detectors. Post nine eleven, it's a different type of metal they mm-hmm. they use in implants, so that
1: that doesn't go off. Oh, oh no way! Oh, that's crazy. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. so interesting. I I have like I have a massive plate and twelve screws in my collarbone after I shattered it a few years back, and um and never set off a, a metal detector. And I always wondered why that is. Never knew that it was a it was a post nine eleven sort of, uh, implementation. So, so they just, they were like, we gotta, we gotta Upgrade change everything. the metal. Yeah. We gotta change the metal we're putting in people. It's so fascinating. Wow. Oh, they didn't change the metal. They just changed the metal detectors. Oh, I see. Not, I see. Not okay. to trigger on that. Type of metal. Got you. Got you. Got right. You. Right. Right. Cause it's a medical
2: grade metal
1: that won't corrode. That makes way more fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so how, how this all got started is kind of a funny story. So I, um, had been in this long term relationship that had gone on for many, many, many years, uh, like 2011, 2012, broke that off. And then I sat in the singles pool for a million years. And following that, um, a, a buddy of mine, an ex coworker, called me up one day and he said, Hey, are you still single? And I said, Yeah. And he said, Great. Uh, my wife knows, a, has a friend of a friend, this guy. Uh, we think there's a personality match. Would you go on a blind date? Well, oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah like yeah okay sure why not right so um I go and I meet up with this guy and I like him and everything and so then we we decide okay we're gonna start dating and um gay relationships being what they are they're not always uh uh, monogamous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I did my research and of course you know this day and age everybody uh in the gay world is sort of on prep so I I go down to my doctor and I say, hey, uh, I want to get on PrEP um, just to be safe. And uh, so and for, I really, For people
3: who don't know what PrEP is, what mm-hmm. explain what, what PrEP is.
2: Okay, so PrEP is a pre-exposure prolaxis antiretroviral. <laughs> um, and what it does, it's just a, it's just a HIV medication that you can take. So as an HIV negative person, you take it. Um, in advance of mm. whatever sexual activities you're into. And if by chance for some reason the other person didn't know or didn't disclose to you, it doesn't completely stop you from getting HIV. It just lowers your risk. Mm. So it's mm. it's almost like a vaccine. Um, sure. Right. Like an
1: internal condom for HIV basically.
2: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> internal drug yeah. condom. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, And so I kind of went in armed with this, this knowledge. And I was kind of like half expecting to try to have to explain it to my doctor and convince him to to put me on prep and whatever. And I got in there and I told him and he just kind of was like, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, I got patients on prep. No big deal. Uh, Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's really hard in your liver. It's really hard in your kidneys. um, And you need to do regular HIV testing through the whole thing. So we'll just shoot you off and uh and test you for a little bit of everything in advance and then we'll get a baseline of where you are for liver and kidneys and everything and we'll get you on it mm. So great so off he shoots me off for blood work and in bc you get your lab results if you want you can get them online and just a little report and- I work in IT, and so I'm all over that sort of stuff.
1: You hacked mm-hmm. it. You hacked the mainframe and, and stole <laughs> yeah. it, right? Just of how you, I know how you it. IT nerds work. I was,
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's me. And so I go online, I get my report, and it had been a long time since I had done some blood work, and I start reading it, and everything in there has like, you know, here's your value for this. This is what it's supposed to be. Mm. Everything that's bad is like flagged and bold and highlighted it's like iron count through the roof flagged uh my ast and my alt and my ck numbers were all wrong so ck is a uh, muscle enzyme kind of relates loosely to kidney function Mm. um and your ast and alt relate to your liver function right right so i read it and i was kind of like oh okay i've been drinking a little too much (laughs) clearly (laughs) so maybe i better lay off the vodka martinis for a little while Uh, (laughs) and uh and then i i activated dr google (laughs) of course (laughs) as an it man would the As best decision there is. Everybody does, that's right. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, I throw in like my AL, like high ALT, high AST, high ferritin. And instead of Google's usual response of like, you know, WebMD, surprise, you have ass cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, right. you're going to die
3: tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'll be dead tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. It came back with like a couple of results and they were all for hemochromatosis. Oh, wow. And oh, whoa. So I started to read about it and I started to panic because like Jeremy, I'm not a huge fan of needles Mm -hmm, and mm. uh, it involves a lot of needles, uh, a large number of needles. (laughs) So I was like, Nope, don't, don't like this. I'm just, I'm just going to wait. The doctor will call me. And so he called me in, went in and I said to him, look, this is what you're going to tell me, isn't it? And he said, yeah, probably not. I guarantee there's some other tests that we got to do. So more blood work and more blood work and more blood work. Um, and essentially, uh, at a certain point in time, they sort of stop and they say, Hey, now it's just genetic testing. We just want to test for these genes and right. if positive. We just move you straight to treatment. That's all we do.
1: Mm. Wow. I, I, I mean, like, so, so how old were you when you were, when you, you know, when you first went on this blind date and you decide to to do do the research into prep and, and decide to to get on that. Like what how where were you in your life? How old were you? Uh, I was 36, turning 37. So okay. this was a couple of years ago. And so you 37 years old, you've lived with hemochromatosis your entire life. You've had it this entire time and you Did find not, out now and you had no idea. Wow. Well, no idea. How, how bad how bad can, like, how bad was it? How bad can bad be? You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, I guess, the part, yeah. Okay. Cause I guess <laughs> the question, my question is like, like, c- can you die from hemochromatosis? Like, is this something that if you hadn't gone on that date and you hadn't gone down that road of prep, like could, could this have just kept going to a point where all of a sudden you wake up and you are just a hunk of iron?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so it's, it's a very, treatable disease if you catch it in time.
2: Now, my numbers were quite bad. As a a side story, two seconds, Uh, a buddy of mine, um, one of his friends uh, was diagnosed a little too late. He was diagnosed around 40. And it's not necessarily the age, it's just the amount of damage your body has. Sure. He was diagnosed around 40. (laughs) And the way he was diagnosed was he had lots of, of issues coming up and he finally he went to the hospital one day and just just said like look i feel awful like Mm. just totally awful and they you know poke and prod and they tested him and they eventually came up with yeah it's hemochromatosis and his numbers were so high that they were like you're not leaving the hospital like you're you're inpatient now you're you're done you're here for the next while holy Uh, fuck And they started doing um, bloodletting on him right away, immediately. Uh, They started using uh, these drugs called iron chelators, um, which I probably pronounced wrong there, um, which they will only use in an extreme emergency in the hospital because the drugs themselves carry a lot of medical risk. And I think it was a couple days later, he was dead.
3: Whoa. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. And you knew this guy.
2: I well he's a, he's a friend of a friend of mine. Right. I have yeah. I've heard the story said and Holy and shit. what yeah. ended up killing him was just multiple organ failure because wow. all of his organs had been so damaged.
3: It, so is that like it, when you like, when you wow. like you know from the moment you're born obviously it's genetic this is a thing but is it that this like you know when you kind of ran through the explanation in the beginning of <clears throat> Uh, you know that get they send it sends to your liver and then and then it goes on to your and then it passes around and goes into your organs is that just like such a uh, a, a tedious and tedious might not be the right word but just like a, a slow process Whoa. of building and building and building and building and then you know like in the case of this guy that you just mentioned like you know it was by, by the time he by the time he it, it was by the time he felt it like when you when you got diagnosed did you look back in hindsight and go, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Like the symptoms 100%. make a ton of sense. Yeah,
2: 100%. It, um, so the, the symptoms are, um, you know, the, the fatigue, uh, mood swings, um, loss of hair, and all the guys in my family are like going bald. So I was like, "Yeah," And sore joints. And I was right. like, ah, you're getting older. You run sure. too much. You don't stretch enough. You, yeah, you know,
1: it's like stuff. vague shit yeah, that, regular, like, any, that anybody old. could f- fucking feel for hundreds of different reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: exactly. Exactly. I mean, there are some, there are some more distinctive symptoms. So if you have uh, joints that swell, particularly uh, knuckles on your hand or feet, um, that's another spot Mm. where iron gets stored. Um, If you have like weird abdominal pain and distension for no reason, that's usually a sign like your liver's busting out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Um,
2: You, can also develop um, uh, like a graying or a bronzing tone to your skin, which for me
1: and my coloration it 's hard to tell right. yeah right right <laughs> so um, wow. i I just did a quick but, Google search here, the u s National Library of Medicine, and uh, apparently there's uh, type one, type two, type three, type four hemochromatosis, but type one hemochromatosis is one of the most common genetic disorders in the United States affecting about one million people. Uh, it most often affects people of Northern European descent. The other types of hemochromatosis are considered rare and have been studied in only a small number of families worldwide. What what type are you?
2: So uh, based on the way that they type it in the US, I'm not one hundred percent certain. The, oh, okay, the, okay. the The Canadian Hemochromatosis Society has sort of a different structure. The type that That's I have—that's really have, funny—that it's different <laughs>
3: from country to country. That's so fucking yeah. weird.
2: The the type that I have, the genetic variation that I have, is the most severe. Okay. Uh, oh, no. So there are sort of levels, and uh, depending on which one of the genes and which combination of genes, so you can have like. A, You can have one C282Y gene and one H63D gene, um, which is fairly strong, but not the strongest. I have a double C282Y gene, which is the strongest variation.
1: Right, okay.
2: Um, And so uh, how bad is bad? So normally um, you should be in a range of, say... Um, like for men, it's like forty to like two or three hundred uh, ng's per milliliter um, of iron or, or of ferritin within your blood. Hmm. And when I was diagnosed, I was near two thousand. Whoa! <laughs> and anything above a thousand is considered like organ failure. Well, not quite. It's it's. Uh, strongly suggestive of damage to organs wow. and, and like long term irreversible.
1: Oh my god! I was
2: going to ask how common this was. I'm glad that
0: you brought that up, chair, because I uh, I eat um, Flintstones gummy vitamins and they have a lot of iron in them, and I'm just worried that. Possibly, like if I'm eating yeah. so many, because yeah. I eat those gummy vitamins like candy. Like they so good. And he's also, Don't do they, it. He's also so
3: fully carnivorous, he's and I'm like, fully uh, I'm just
0: red like, it's will like not worth it, not worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> not worth that <laughs> yummy, yummy taste. Um, so,
1: <laughs> I, so, so when you when you end up finding this out, like when your when your doc gives you the news, is is it a matter of him going like, okay, now it's time, now it's time for me to kind of shift you off to Step a back. to a, a hematologist like you've got to see a specialist that that focuses yeah. on blood blood disorders 100 percent.
2: so mm. that's that's what he did he's he signed me up for one hematologist and i was kind of waiting and you know it's specialist and you wait forever yeah. and during that time he called me back and he's like hey we canceled that appointment uh we got you in with this other woman she's like the best of the best in bc you want her and like she can get you in next week sort it out like uh, like oh, oh okay meanwhile i'm i was in a relatively new job i'm in this new relationship and i'm kind of like uh, i want to have fun with my life for like the first time in years i'm not like mm. feeling like a depression case i kind of like i want to go and live um so i go and i see my hematologist actually before i went and saw the hematologist in in this little space of time my my doctor sends me out for a um an ultrasound. So some people get an MRI, some people get a biopsy. um, It being the Canadian medical system, he was like, well, we'll start on an ultrasound. (laughs) Right. And to me, I associate ultrasound with just like, pregnancy He's so like, let's learning.
3: start with some reiki and see what,
2: what, <laughs> what, what we get so <laughs> so he sends me he sends me out to this ultrasound place <laughs> and they send me this crazy list of instructions and they're like we're going to do a full torso like front and back everything your heart your liver pancreas kidneys everything wow.
1: and so do they I just and, cover you in fucking lube like is it is yeah. it one of the yeah oh, right yeah it's, it's weird it's weird yeah it's and, it's, and it's
2: <laughs> it's this machine and it makes this Dinging noise. That's the same dinging noise that Outlook makes when you get a new <laughs> so it's like, in, yeah, Just in, Triggering in, anxiety while like, you're. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they use the same <laughs> wave file for oh, that's crazy. <laughs> exactly. And the funny part is, so I get in there and and she's going around and it's just dead quiet and and I'm not i'm i'm nervous in a like i don't know what's going on like you're saying nothing and yeah. you're scanning me mm-hmm. and like i don't know if you're looking at shit and like your eyes are bugging out because you're like this guy's heart is screwed or so i after mm-hmm. after probably about half an hour because it went on for like an hour and a bit wow um, i i finally sit her. um she she was scanning sort of in and around my liver. And I said to her, uh, hey, listen, I just have to ask, I said to her, is this machine going to narc on me for my prosciutto habit? <laughs> because I have a thing about Please tell me she
3: laughed at that. and salted meats. And she did. Finally,
2: finally, the silence was broken. And she laughed. And she was like, she's like, it's not going to narc on you for your salted meat addiction. Oh, and I was like, good. God. Because, you know, I don't need a to talk. I, I was like, I can stand a talking to about the martinis, but
1: not about the prosciutto. <laughs> not the prosciutto. I, I have the
0: same addiction, so I I totally relate. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Brian, yeah. and you literally
1: just moved into a place right across the street from the best uh, the, the best bet. like cured meat oh, cooking, that's right. like, <clears throat> specialist that's, in the city. That's why I moved it's bad in. Bad news. Here. <laughs> you got to drop those fucking vitamins, dude. You got to get rid of those. That's Flintstones. I, no, yeah. Dude, that's all I eat salted meats and Flintstone gummy vitamins. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, it is, is going to be dead by the, by the end of this
0: year. I, <laughs> A well balanced diet. Careful, counselor.
3: It is so crazy how. like. How conditions that just build over time, like how they can just go fly so under the radar because the way that you feel, I mean, if it starts, because if it's, if it's creeping on, if it creeps on slow, it's like, Hey, that's just you, you know, you just, yeah. that you just, that just becomes your sense of you, you know, like, Hey, I just, I'm just kind of tired. And, yep. uh, oh, you know, yeah. like I mean, I, I'm yeah. sore and you, like, you get in a bath,
1: you get in a bath and the temperature of that water keeps rising. You'll be boiled to death before yeah. you even know it. You know, it's That's like, right, you yeah. even, what's you that, even that uh, what's that
3: called? It's called the, is it called the, the frog? I, like think boiling, called, uh, I think frog. it's called called
1: your puppy's big now syndrome. It's like, you know, you <laughs> oh, got a puppy, okay. and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, you're a big boy. Yeah, how'd you get
3: so – yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs>
1: did you just make that up because that's a Dorby's. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, Don't say
3: yeah. that,
0: Brian. <laughs> well, I'd say what I want.
3: So, I mean, <laughs> no. she – she you know, you
1: crack this joke, but is she – does she say anything like – you know, does she give you any kind of, of – uh, clue that like yo, I got way too many Outlook email dings in this session. <laughs> yeah. Like you are, <laughs> I don't like this fucking lit up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, she didn't really say anything, um,
2: and and she sort of said like we're not really allowed to tell you. Yeah. Anything. So right. I was like, oh, okay, great. And so I leave, and um, e- eventually I go see this hematologist, which was an adventure in and of itself. So. Uh, the hospital they go to is actually not far from where I work, and so it was easy. Like, uh, you know, one day, just like ten thirty in the morning, I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to skip out for half an hour, an hour. I'm going to go see this this hematologist and do my initial consult," which is mm. the way it's phrased to me. And so I'm going down to the hospital, and I take my coffee, and I had looked up my doctor online first. There's a website, Rate My MD, and. A lot of people online were like, hey, she is kind of batshit crazy. Um, If you have. have But the good end. So she has a double major in in hematology and in oncology. So people were like, hey, if you got like a weird cancer, she's going to drive you bananas. Her bedside manner is totally out to lunch. Uh, But uh, if you want to live past cancer, you want her.
1: Wow. It's like she's the one. And so <laughs> Ray,
0: my I, doctor, this episode is actually sponsored by Ray, my <laughs> doctor. So is, uh, yeah. It's a great plug. We'll just
2: cut to the ad here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: All right, guys, that was Ray, my doctor. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so I go to this consult and she does exactly what they talk about online. She like is looking at other patients files. She's eating. She's up, <laughs> like, I'm talking to her and she just like picks up the phone and like, Calls into whatever department, she's like, make sure so-and-so's got this and do that and do that. And she was very insistent on asking what was my initial set of symptoms. And I said to her, look, I had none. I went like this is my story. I went for this. My doctor sent me for blood work. It came back weird. Here I am. Mm. And so she's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And she says, I'd like to do like an exam. And so, okay, shirt off and da-da-da-da-da. And then she says, pants off. And as a gold star gay, I was like, oh, I don't, uh, I'm don't. i feeling a little weird about where this
1: is going. <laughs> so I take my pants off. And like, like whoo- ma'am, I have a boyfriend. I just <laughs> yes, got in a new relationship Madam, with a boyfriend. <laughs> Madam, I don't like where
0: this is going. I feel very weird about this. Do you have any male doctors that can come <laughs> yeah, in? Yes.
2: I'd prefer a male doctor at this point. Any hot, <laughs> hot male doctors on call today? Anyone? Anyone else? <laughs> yep. And so, yeah. I take off my pants and like hand, like boop, straight down the underwear and have a little feel. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. Um, I know what's going on downtown. And if there's a parking violation downtown, <laughs> I would know about that. I'm very aware. And I test all of that on a hmm. frequent basis. It's good. It's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and you're like, I, isn't I, this about the, uh, my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is she looking for?
2: So what they are looking for is uh swollen lymph nodes and uh. for hypergonadism. Which she doesn't explain to me. She's like, "What's yeah, hypergonadism?" Right. Just like huge nuts. Yeah, just massive. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And uh and then she says to me, get this, this is funny. She says to me, "Those are that's like really cute underwear."
1: That and she's no, like my boyfriend. No, she like,
2: yes, she did. She's like, my boyfriend's birthday is coming up and I'm wondering where you got those because I think he'd look good in something like
3: that. Stop it, Justin. Dude, you were not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bedside manner out to lunch was the perfect <laughs> way to describe that. Out to lunch is that awesome. a great <laughs> description <laughs> of the spell.
0: Guys, I feel like there's a number of lines that have been crossed there's in this so, experience. It's so yes. strange.
3: It's so strange. I, I appreciate love it. it. I kind of love yeah, it. Yeah, but like also like don't. just way out there. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't. Don't, but please do. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I'm only
2: wearing cute underwear because I'm like, it's it's a Friday, and I'm like, uh, after work, I'm going to weekend over at my
1: boyfriend's place, like. This. You're like, ma'am, these are my fuck underwear. All right, like, I
2: don't want to this share. This with is, you this is where the stuff I, got I look my good underwear in. Yeah. This is the stuff I look good in. I didn't do it for you. I'm getting <laughs> vodka martinis after this—that's
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, do you wear these type of underwear to every doctor's appointment? <laughs> like, whoa.
1: <gasps> and
2: uh, yeah, and then she she gives me this lecture afterwards about bringing coffee to the appointment, and and I'm like, well, it's like, uh, I'm just. I don't know, whatever. I stopped at a Starbucks. And she's like, well, you, you can't drink coffee when you, when you go in for a treatment. And I was like, well, I'm here for a consult. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to phone down in the lab. Like you're going for a treatment right now. Oh, and I was like, uh, "No, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I got to go back to work. You scheduled like an hour. It's, that's what we've done.
0: I was in the waiting room for an hour. So, now I gotta get <laughs> yeah, up. right. You spent several mind? minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you spent <laughs> several minutes examining my nuts, and then I would like to go. I feel very violated. <laughs> um, and so I did win on that one. I was like, "No, I'm not. I was like, "I'll schedule something for some other day. But like, I'm not doing it today. Mm. Um, and then my very first treatment following that, um, basically I had the,
1: the nurse from hell. I think I had the trainee who, oh no. nice. now Jeremy, cover your ears. Oh man, I, <laughs> yeah, I know like where you. this is going. And like a trainee, <laughs> oh no. when you're dealing with like blood <laughs> stuff, it is the worst, especially if you yeah. don't like needles, like fuck. Oh no. I feel, yeah. I also, I, I also feel, I feel as bad as I feel for myself in those scenarios, I feel probably even worse for them because because you it, I don't know about you Justin but when I'm in that scenario I I they are they are fully aware of how bad they are uh, cuz <laughs> I am just like freaking the fuck out But like, when you're
3: in that scenario are you able to be like listen I get it you have to learn this but I'm not the one I'm not the one yeah you know what? <laughs> like, I I
1: I don't have the I don't have the uh I don't have the um uh, the e- extreme gonadism for that, I, I just, I just, I just let it, I just let it happen and cry. Um, uh, uh, so I uh, do, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is, what is the, what is the treatment though? You like, is this, is it just a, a basic blood test that you're going in for that this trainee is going to give you?
2: So no, so the, the actual treatment is they take uh, a pint of blood out of you um, frequently. Holy wow. fuck! So <clears throat> for me. Because of where my iron was up in the 2000s, I was in for an entire, it was basically like three, three and a half, four months, every single week, every Friday, in, pull pull a pint of blood
3: out of me. Oh, a pint every week. Isn't it,
0: don't you you donate, when you donate, don't you donate about a pint of blood? Yeah, but you're not supposed to
3: donate, like you know there's every there's once week. every 50 Who's every donate weekly. days yeah there's, yeah, like, there's like, every, like there's, there's like there's limits yeah
2: <laughs> so uh because of the amount that i needed and most hemochromatosis patients when you first get diagnosed you go through what they call the, the the big treatment phase and then eventually your iron sort of sits at the proper level and you go into maintenance phase so during treatment phase you're going crazy now if you're really bad and you're like hospitalized they will pull two pints out of you per week. Yep.
3: So you really go for it. Man, you must feel like 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 shit after that.
2: Oh, you do. Yeah. Uh, And there's lots of different tricks that you can pull to sort of um, eating, hydrating. So the days that I go, I power load in the morning with at least one liter of water. Um, Mm. You eat something just before you go. Um, and then you just go and you sort of smile and nod and, and And the nurse, the nurse that I had the first time she put the needle in first, she picked the wrong gauge of needle and, and I was a newbie. So I didn't know she pulls out this giant needle and in there it goes. And then at one point in time, your, your blood flow, it starts to slow down. That's just a biological trigger of pulling that much blood out. And so they, they pump your arm with a, um, um, whatchamacallit cuff, blood like pressure. Blood cuff. pressure cuff, yeah. Oh no, yeah, and they give oh you a little god. stress ball to sort of <sighs> oh need god. And and she doesn't know what she's doing. So she starts like wiggling the needle around in my arm. And I'm oh, like, uh. no. I'm like oh. I don't I don't like this. <laughs> oh I don't my like god. Any of this. <laughs> and the other nurses were kind of like in the background, like there's just like eyes getting wider and like they're not saying anything. And I'm like, uh uh
1: hello. Help. Yeah. To, like, is is this normal? It would, it really traumatized me. Yeah, I bet. And just for just for clarification, uh, uh, so a pint is like almost 500 milliliters, yeah, right? Two cups, and and the amount of blood that it would take to die is 2,000 milliliters. So you're losing a quarter of the amount of blood that it would take to kill you every week. Yep. Oh fuck me, that's so <laughs> that crazy. So and it's wild. not
3: a transfusion, right? They're not. They're not pulling blood out and giving you back like non
2: iron rich blood. They, they are literally pulling it. So in the hospital, they won't donate it. They're not equipped to do that. So they literally, they, they pull it out of you and this bag comes out and they just, it's crazy. They just like pick it up by like the, the cord and they just like drag it over to like the biomedical waste bin and just. Whoa. And then they're like, you've got to sit there for 10 minutes and get the fuck out.
1: Whoa. <laughs> wow. I, 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 you know what I would love to watch? Uh, and anybody out there who is, a, who is a film writer or like a screenwriter, I would love to see a vampire film of a vampire in current day who takes advantage of the medical system and buddies up with someone who works in a blood clinic and is just like comes That's in and gets the That's hematosis patients like pint once a week and like that's (laughs) how they get that's how
3: they have their meal so they don't have to kill people like donuts that get thrown out in the trash but yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly like
0: that yeah is is it an oversimplification to say that like the reason why they're doing it doing this is they just take out a bunch of your blood because then theoretically or i guess in actuality there would be less iron than in your blood like they just yes. take out blood to just remove iron
2: from your body. Yeah. So what they do when they when they're taking the blood out, you have uh, a protein in your blood called ferritin, which um, grabs hold of um, unused iron and it sort of circulates it around, um, and then it it can take it and it can pass it to another protein called transferrin, which um, is the protein that can pass from your blood to your organs. So the transferrin takes it out of the 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 ferritin level in your blood deposits it into your organs. So when they take this blood, what they're taking is obviously they're taking some. There's some ferritin that comes out. Um, there's some transferrin that comes out, but they're also taking um, the the big chunk of it is your red blood cells. So your red blood cells come out. Your body goes, ah, oh, crap, we're missing we a pile of these. More. We got to make more and then it has to use iron to do that so then you start to become you're basically just continuously forcing your body to become iron deficient wow. until right. it until oh. that transferrin goes through and it pulls iron out of every orifice and every you know organ every part of your body Oh. And turns it back into red blood cells. So basically, like
0: the act wow. of doing that on a week by week basis, like the reason why you can't donate blood for fifty three days or however many days it is, is because like your body has to get back to the levels that it was at of red red <laughs> blood cells and iron and exactly
2: and and days. and for a normal person it doesn't work like it it like they don't um, a, a normal person just wouldn't have enough iron stores to to keep right. that mm. pace. Mm. But like you say, being Iron Man, like there's just so much iron in me. It's like, yeah, you can keep doing this forever. Like there's just there's more where that came from. So it's
3: actually taking, it's actually so all the deposits, like where it got where it got sent around to your organs, which we didn't want. Now it's going well. Well, that's where it is, and we need it. So it just takes it from there. Hmm. It's kind of like a like like a like a like a vacuuming (laughs) or cleaning process of your organs.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But is that is that bloodletting?
2: that yeah that's it yeah that's crazy that's good (laughs) it makes
0: so much more sense now
2: (laughs) porn satan drugs therapy it's not just the list of what i'm up to this weekend it's crazy because over the years I've learned to um, there's some tricks that I've pulled with different nurses. So um, like that, that particular nurse I had the first time never saw her again. Whenever I would tell someone at that hospital, the story, they'd be like, Oh yeah, no, she didn't last. Don't worry about that. You won't have her again. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, uh, One of the tricks I pull um, is I try if I can to get one of the more senior looking nurses um a they're way better with the needles they sort of get it right away and a lot of them if you say to them oh i've got hemochromatosis i know on the sheet it says take 450 out of me but like hey listen uh, just between us friends if you happen to take 500 or 550 uh, you know i'm not gonna say anything are you
1: that like how does that make you feel like i've never i i've so, you know, it's no it's no surprise that like I have a a really severe phobia of needles that go into veins. So, intravenous needles. It's like I don't I've no you could pierce me anywhere. I'll take a fucking vaccine any day, flu shots whatever, no big deal. But it's the intravenous needles that really fuck me up. And and when I have like a big blood test, which happens like around once a year and they take out I don't know what the what the amount would be, but like those tiny vials, like they'll fill like twelve or thirteen or fourteen of those, like that. That fucks me up mentally. But I. I but I. I. It's got to it, be a pint. It, it, no, I don't. It's not even close. It's, no, it's like really. No, it's it's, it's, it's probably like. Honestly, dude, it's pro- like this can of beer is three hundred fifty mill three fifty five milliliters. I would say it's it, it like those it probably comes up to the P here. So it's probably like uh, oh, wow. not even a quarter of, of It's of probably
2: like 50 to 75. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. so, oh, like,
1: wow. so I, and And so mentally, totally fucks me up. Physically, I don't feel anything. I don't feel woozy. I don't feel, you know, I don't feel weak. I don't feel anything like that. When you're losing, you know, say you get one of those senior nurses who's like, "Yeah, I'll take a no, fuck it, I'll take a seven hundred if you want me to." Like if, if, if <laughs> bag you know, maxes out at six hundred. I, I win. <laughs> okay, okay, Maxes at six. So, so <laughs> if you, you get that. You get that one nurse who's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll fill it to the. I'll fill the bag all the way up." Uh, Did do, do you? How do you feel? Like, do you feel anything from that? Oh yeah,
2: no. I um. I usually feel fine in in and of the moment, your arm gets a little cold, very similar to donating blood. It's, it's the same feeling. Okay. Um, But what I find is afterwards, it's, it's Vancouver. It's very hilly. So when I leave the hospital, like 20 minutes later, uh, like even this, the slightest of Hills to like get back up to like a bus stop is like, Oh boy. Oh, I gotta, okay. I can take eight steps and then we're stopping for a breather. Right. Like Mm -hmm. struggling for oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it definitely, um, everybody has a different reaction. My reaction is I'm, I'm usually fine. I come home, I'm a big baby. So I treat myself. I usually buy ice cream on the way home. It's like, you've been to the doctor. You were a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> you can have some ice cream. You can have <laughs> some salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> um,
1: Take a bunch of prosciutto. And just ram that some shit prosciutto yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and and they actually do recommend something salty after afterwards, there some salt and some water. Perfect. Uh, and then I usually come home and I sit on the couch. I turn something on on Netflix, and like an hour later, I'm like the 90 year old man. who's like, right, just yeah. <laughs> totally zonk out. And I'll sleep like all afternoon, all night. Wow. Yeah. No okay, doubt. So
1: so coming back then to to um, <clears throat> you know you're 37. The, you've had this you've had this for so long. When you find out that you have it, the, your levels are through the fucking roof. Did you get any sort of sense of what kind of damage had been done to your internal organs? Um, did they tell you like, oh, you're you're like your liver's not like not good, like you're on the border of cirrhosis or anything like that? It it definitely did not
2: get quite that severe. Um, nothing that my doctor was super worried about. I mean, I was looking at the numbers and based on I had read online. I was like, these numbers are not good. So right. I I gave up drinking. Um, I went real clean living for a while. Um, and and obviously, you have to change your diet for hemochromatosis quite heavily. Um, and uh, so they, they take all this stuff out of me. My liver numbers, they were, again, same thing. I, I had this great pass. It was like a little credit card type of thing. And so it entitled me. Like I, I just got to be such a regular at the hospital that like I would phone in and they'd be like, let me guess you want like Friday, two o'clock. And it's like, you know, it just (laughs) for the whole summer. Uh, And then I had another card that was for life labs. And I had like the same, you know, phlebotomist every single time. And I, again, same thing. I was a regular and, and it was like once a week, it was like once a week, we'll pull like your liver numbers, uh, your iron numbers, all that sort of stuff. What's a phlebotomist. Yeah, uh, that is the person who needle in arm. Oh, okay. So anytime you do blood work, uh, whether it's uh, actual hemochromatosis uh, style treatment or uh, blood donation or even just a blood test, they're all phlebotomists.
3: Oh, cool! Oh, I never, I never know knew that.
2: that. That's
1: a that's interesting. But, but
0: wait, so so were they like at at this point? Do they just say, "Okay, this is routine now for the rest of your life. You're going to have to come in once a week and get blood taken out of you." What is what does that look like?
2: So they originally, my hematologist said to me, I want you to keep going until you get down to about, about a level around a hundred, um, for your ferritin. And and that's all the measurements she wanted. Some, some hematologists want, um, your transfer in numbers. They want a few other numbers. She was like, look, just get your ferritin to this number and we're, we're good. And so when I finally got it down, and, and actually there's, a, there's an app you can throw on your phone where you can fill in all your stats week by week and it draws little graphs and tells you what's going on. Oh, fun. Um, which, which you sort of need because one of the things that happens, like there was a point where I was dropping by several hundred points on my ferritin week by week. And I was like, oh great, this will be done in a couple of weeks. And at one point I took about two weeks off Cause I was just, it was just too tiring. It was like too many weeks in a row. And I was like, look, I can't, I can't even bounce back anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm just always yes. ready to sleep. Right. So I took a little bit of a breather. Um, and then I went and I checked my iron levels and it shot up like 400 points.
1: Whoa! And I was like,
2: uh. and, and so I asked the hematologist about it one day. Cause she she'll pop in when you're, when you're in there in the lab um, and she said, yeah, she said, you know what? That would have just been an iron store. Like you gave yourself that breather and your body had enough time to go find another iron deposit and wow. sort of liquidate it and wow, put wow, it back wow. into your blood. Wow. So, so you're just going to keep going, buddy. You're just going to keep I, on going.
1: I, so okay, is it like he, a,
3: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead
1: I, I, I think it's a, a good time to bring in that question from Sadie. So we uh, are, we have such a fucking awesome Community built up on Patreon, and uh, one of our one of our favorite parts of that is is asking our patrons to submit questions. And uh, they knew that we were talking to you today, Justin. And we got a a, a question from Sadie, um, which is, uh, Have you ever had a liver transplant? Which I'm I'm assuming that you haven't, but will that be something that you you might need to get in the future? Um, And also, does it mean that you, like, you just straight up shouldn't consume other things that would tax the liver, like alcohol?
2: So it can cause cirrhosis of the liver. It can cause liver cancer. Um, And that's a a fairly serious thing. Um, For me, my liver did recover. Um, Long story short, my numbers finally go back to normal. Um, But yes, I did as a preventative for myself, stop drinking for a while. I've mm. since, you know, pandemic and life gets back to normal and my liver numbers are cool. So I'm like, yeah, I can have more tea. It's cool. Mm. Um, but other patients, yes, depending on when they get diagnosed, how their liver is doing, they may need a transplant. Um, they may be told like, you're done, like no more drinking. Mm. This is only going to get worse. Um, for, for me, uh, one of the things that came out of it, uh, and in a weird way, I was on vacation in Copenhagen, uh, last year, just before the, just before the pandemic sort of kicked off. And, um, and I had a kidney stone and I had never had a kidney stone before. It's not fun. No.
3: doesn't uh, sound like it.
2: No. No. And as it turns out, I, you know, I told my doctor about it when I got back and he was like, Hey, we'll send you for another ultrasound. And they scanned my kidney again and whatever and the woman's like yeah no you're cool and I was like uh, she's like you're cool now I was like "Uh, what do you mean now and she's like well the last time we scanned you you had the kidney stone, but now it's gone (laughs) so so there was something there you just didn't tell me she's like hmm. (laughs)
3: what What she's like so sue me (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) she's like
3: Um, I mean, what kind of underwear (laughs) you got (laughs) on
2: so you do need to um and and this is this is like i say this is where it comes in you have to advocate yourself so i've i've had fights with nurses about not not fights but i had one nurse who again kind of junior one day and he this is in the very beginning and he sort of pulled out this phlebotomy kit. And I, I took one look at the needle and I was like, ah, uh-uh. I was like, go get a higher gauge needle. And he was like, why? And I was like, just I want the higher gauge needle. I'm the patient I'm entitled to the higher gauge needle, go and get the higher gauge needle. And he was like, it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt more. It's, it's bigger. And I said, um, no, no, uh, higher, the gauge number, smaller the needle. And we kind of went back and forth. And I said to him, if I pull up my phone and I'm right, not going to look good. Not going <laughs> to oh, look good. No. Don't, don't yeah. make, don't make Google prove you wrong. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, okay. I went in the back and he got the, the higher gauge needle. Um, and, and like I say, some, some nurses you can sort of, get them to wiggle around a little bit on sure certain yeah things. yeah yeah take a little more because the thing is when you get used to going in every single week an extra 50 meals a week you barely notice it but over the course of 8 weeks or 12 weeks that turns into
1: one less visit to the hospital yeah right right did and, did you and that's did you get what this did you get this little tip from uh from the doctor with the with the who was curious about the underwear was she like and by the way, when you're in there, just tell them to suck out as much of the blood as they possibly can. Now, that was, that's, a, that's your own life hack? The total opposite. It's it's my own life
2: hack. Um, and, and there's lots of people like on our hemochromatosis on Reddit and on Facebook groups and all that sort of stuff. And we all sort of trade these tips and tricks. I mean, the other... Um, a lot of the nurses are actually really scared of my hematologist, and they're like, "It says 450 on the sheet. We're not doing anything else." And I'm like,
3: oh. "We don't fuck with her. Yeah, we, we don't fuck with
2: her. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, Whereas other nurses are like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. You're you're regular uh, here. I see you every week. Sure."
1: What what um you you were saying how you had to change your diet? Like what what kinds of dietary restrictions do you do you look at now? So. Just like a diabetic,
2: uh, a diabetic could eat a chocolate bar. They'd have to pump themselves full of insulin afterwards, <laughs> but, but they can do it. They're, they're not, you know, they're not going to die like eight seconds later. I can eat red meat, but I shouldn't. So occasionally <laughs> I may treat myself to like a burger and that's like a big deal. It's like, Ooh, I got to eat beef. <laughs> right. Um, so basically I switch to uh, sort of your white meats, pork and chicken, uh, fish, um, you are supposed to avoid shellfish, uh, particularly raw shellfish, uh, raw shellfish has, a it has a type of bacteria in it that again, normal people it just like, whatever in and out, no big deal. Um, but it thrives in a iron rich environment. So, <laughs> uh, you can actually become quite sick. You can be hospitalized. You can go into sepsis, <clears throat> raw shellfish. Mm. Um, and then the, the other side of it is you'd be surprised at where iron is. So, uh pasta every pasta package now I look at it I'm like oh 50% iron nope
1: That's oh wow out
2: the window um, all your breakfast cereals most of them like oh look it's 50% iron it's 100% no! iron it's 150% iron because again oh. a large chunk of the population doesn't get yeah. enough iron right mm-hmm. so they all these companies they put in a, a <clears throat> synthetic I don't want to call it a synthetic they they they, they like it's almost like a synthetic it's like an enhanced yeah, iron
3: they're boosting it. and, it, and boosting it's a bone and, it, and, a bon- and it, like and they and they' it's marketed as a bone as a bone yeah, exactly. because yeah. of because so many people struggle with with not getting enough like my flintstone vitamins yeah. yes. right, exactly. and and
2: that is the other thing vitamins I mean immediately right like from from day one with my hematologist she was like do you take a multivitamin and I was like yeah and she' was like throw that crap out hmm. she was like don't take that because that's just going to be counterproductive right, um, right and and one of the mystery mystery places uh, cast iron and barbecues. So the metal wow. that's on those grills that oh, wow. Wow, wow. actually soaks into the food as you cook it. Holy shit. And wow. so it just ramps that iron up. And and wow. I really notice it now. Like I bought a cereal the other day. I, I I didn't pay attention to the package. I was like, yeah, yeah, this one looks good. Great. So I pick it up. I buy it. And uh, after three or four days of eating it, I was like, I feel weird. Like every mm. time I eat this, a couple hours later, I feel weird. And you you feel this sort of like it's almost like a sugar high. You feel mm. this kind of rush, and it, it actually makes me a little dizzy. Mm. And uh, I looked at this out of the box, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, we're <laughs> no longer eating any of that. That goes."
1: Yeah,
3: wait, it's so- crazy because that's the <clears throat> acute, like that's the acute recognition of the change. Whereas exactly. when you were when you were you know mm. because you were born with it, you never you never have that acute moment where where this like one thing changes how you feel. And so you just, you know, you go on through life, but now you've got that because, because it's regulated now, those like those, those little things you can, you can feel those little things. Yeah.
0: So, so, um, when you go to, uh, barbecues, because like vegans are usually annoying at barbecues because they like, bring their own, like, like soy based burger or whatever, and they want to put it on the grill. Which is fine, whatever, yeah. but,
3: but <laughs> well, like, which is
0: fine, but whatever. But, but but you can't bring your own grill to somebody's house. And then no, like, but, but but here's
2: the thing. I I can like I can choose to go. I could go to a barbecue, and if somebody's barbecuing burgers, I can be like, hey, I'll have a burger. I can even have a steak. Um, what's, what's funny is because this is a genetic disorder and because I've got it at, at my mutation level, my brother, actually, my my genetic testing sheet, it gives him a green pass. He can just take a copy of the sheet to his doctor. He can go straight to genetic testing. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to do the rest, oh, well. just genetic testing. Cause he's, he's got a 25% uh, chance of, mm-hmm. of having it as well. And every time I ask my brother about it, um, he and I asked him about this last night I said can I mention it and he was like oh yeah he said you say whatever you want okay <laughs> my brother does this every time we'll be sitting his favorite restaurant is a keg so we'll go sit down at the keg now I'm ordering like the salmon or like the chicken or whatever everybody else is ordering like the prime rib and I'll say to my brother have you gone in, and gone protesting? and then he just he's like nope and then he calls the waitress over and he's like actually you know we're gonna upgrade that to a nine ounce <laughs>
3: He's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> God, I'm tired all the time. am yeah.
1: <laughs> always so tired. Justin, um uh, I mean this is this has been just super fascinating. And and uh first of all I want to say uh, thank you for writing in and and uh schooling us on the on the uh the bloodletting um uh, a few weeks ago but to to have you on here and to talk about it, your experience has been has been d- super fascinating like, just I've, this has been really really fun um uh i want to ask you the question that we we've, we've asked a lot of our past guests um what would you say is the biggest thing that your hemochromatosis has taken away from you um i would say it's the false
2: illusion of being healthy, mm. and and not really having anything really terribly wrong with me. Um, as one of the nurses put it very well, one day when I was sort of in there and chit chatting with her, um, she said to me, "Well, everybody has a body, but no body is perfect. Everybody has it's this, it's cancer, it's uh, uh, something that doesn't work in their knee, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got." something. You just have to find out what it is. Uh, Taylor, I hope you're listening right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the ability to use steak. <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> I, I miss steak. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> um, Justin, what would you say is the biggest thing that your hemochromatosis has given you?
2: Um, I would say a real understanding of the medical system, a real understanding of what it takes to advocate for yourself. Mm. So, you know, for patients that that maybe are um, experiencing some of the symptoms, um, I, we hear stories all the time at the Canadian Human Chromatose Society. Patients who, you, you know, years and years and years and lots of testing and fighting with doctors before their doctor will finally send them for just the one blood test to check for this. Mm. It, it starts with just one one blood vial. It's no big deal. Doesn't really cost anything, and you take it from
1: there. Mm. Justin man I got to say this has been really really fun uh, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day today to sit down and chat with us um, uh, you 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 blew my mind I mean like this is like this i it's it's so funny like <laughs> yeah, having time. having done this podcast and 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 talking to people about doing this podcast for the last like six years one of the things that constantly comes up is like um, how how we've heard from so many people that live with every manner of illness that you can think of. And this again, six years into it, is just another example of something that uh we haven't talked about yet, is hella fascinating. Um, you've you've opened our eyes up to something that we didn't know about, and and I'm glad that you you shared your experience because uh, I think it's, it's one of those important conversations to have. And, and I speak on behalf of myself, the guys and all of our listeners. Uh, thank you for, for, for shedding some light on something that, uh, that we didn't know about.
2: Well, thank you for, for having me on. Thank you for doing what you do. It's, it's very important. Um, super happy to be on here sort of promoting this because it, it was something that I went looking for in, in sort of your, um, collection and, and didn't find and, um,
1: so he you said, know, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." <laughs> well, now that I have some knowledge,
2: now that I have some knowledge, because that's that's one of the things. One of the things that really scares me is, um, it, you know, looking at in the future. I mean, you, you're going through veins on your arms, and I've heard mm-hmm. of patients veins on legs, feet. Uh, one woman in the U.S. who actually had a port put in because they, it just they just had to. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also heard from I. I in a moment of being really scared at a hospital, one day, I asked one of the nurses, you know, Hey, how do do people just do this for their whole life? And Mm. she said, yeah. And, and outside of the treatment mode, I'm now, you know, once every two or three months, I can go do one bloodletting and I'm good. Um, And the nurse really reassured me when she said, she said, listen, we have patients who are 92 who have this disease who are still coming in. So it doesn't Mm. have to kill you. It doesn't Mm. have to shorten your life just you know you got to treat it you got to keep up with it um and yeah one in one in three one in 300 canadians is at risk Mm. of of having hemochromatosis and one in nine people are carriers of the genetic variants wow wow Wow. it's really common it's pretty it's pretty common so people are are worried uh too much iron.ca they can go read all about it they can read the symptoms and if if need be, they can ask the doctor.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Justin. This Thanks, was really Justin. great. This, yeah, yeah, this is thank awesome.
2: you. Thank you.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. That was our conversation all about hemochromatosis with our friend Justin. And what a lovely new friend Justin is! Isn't he so lovely?
0: <laughs> he was. That was awesome. I
1: really, really definition enjoyed that. lovely. Yeah, it was a fun it was a fun conversation. We're glad we had it. Um, just really reminded me of like the just OG sick boy, you know, talking about something. We had no fucking clue what the hell it was. we were, our minds were being blown every 10 seconds. Um, and folks, we hope your minds were blown as well. We're so glad that you listened and we hope that you continue to listen to the podcast. We are coming with, uh, episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday now. God damn, that's a lot. Um, and you can watch the, uh, Friday episodes over on YouTube, uh, and all the episodes audio wise can be found anywhere you find podcasts. So any of those spots, hit the subscribe button, the follow button, leave ratings, reviews, do all that stuff just to help us. It keeps us, you know, relevant in the charts so that more people can
3: hear these important conversations. Hell yeah. And as all of you should know by now, if you've got a piece of fan mail, and you have high praise for us or you have a question or you have an experience um, or just something that just is going to just chuff our muffs to bits, then send it to letters at sickboypodcast.com and uh, and with your permission, we might read it on the show. And if you want to be a guest on the show, one of our lovely guests like Justin, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact, fill out the guest form and we will read it and maybe we'll have you in the hot seat.
0: Amen. And, folks, Amen. before we wrap it up, we just want to say thank you to the beautiful people that make this show happen. Number one, a huge shout-out to the lovely Lauren Sankey for all the work that she does behind the scenes and on camera on Feel Good Friday episodes to make this show a, a success. A uh, huge thank you to our manager, Jeff Lonis, the the handsomest fellow that ever did Walk This Planet. and oh. uh, And thanks to Take Part for the theme music. And you know what? Donovan the Meerkat
1: C, Pat Morgan, you're fucking awesome too. We love you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.